Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Wednesday evening here with an episode, 13 Things We All Need to Be Reminded Of. Now, I'm playing off of a message my homie Pat Rigsby had sent, um, which his was basically geared towards running a business uh, if you're in the you know CEO, entrepreneur, owner, business life. But I think this applies to anybody who is looking to advance in their career. Anyone who's looking to finish a degree or advance, maybe jump to something different. Anybody who's looking to get out of uh, financial debt. Anyone who's looking to get back into shape or get into better shape, improve their eating habits, training habits, sleeping habits, life habits. Basically anybody in the world, uh, I think these things can benefit from. So if you put them in the right context or they're a right light and you apply them to your life, I think they can be pretty powerful. And again, a lot of them you probably know. But it's nice to just hear the reminder and have it, um, let it kind of sink in, especially as you approach the rest of the week. So before I kick off to today's podcast, just a reminder, anybody out there who's looking to make a major change in their life, their habits, their rituals, and routines, our flagship online transformation program, which is the 47daytransformation.com, is kicking off here August the 12th. We'll close down registration, I believe, on the 10th uh, to get everybody kind of set up and rocking. Once we reach about 100 people, we're going to close it down just for the fact that that's all my team and myself can handle. It is uh, it is an exhausting experience for sure, but short of uh, the relationships and the, and the real stuff that I get to do here, it's the one program I'm probably the most proud of because we dig into all four pillars of fitness, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. Not saying we don't in our other programs, but this one is different. There's a huge personal development piece inside here. We really, you know, get into some of the nitty-gritty stuff of why people are making the choices they're making and having them start selling themselves and why they should do the right thing versus the wrong thing over time and really try to, I guess, for lack of a better term, unfuck their brain uh, from doing some of the, I guess, you know, self-sabotaging, if you will. So if you guys are looking to get back in shape or improve your current level of fitness or really just level up yourself, um, shoot me a message, uh, send me any questions you have, and I'll urge you to do it. I think it's going to be the best money you'll spend just for the fact of you're investing in yourself, and that's it. And I think for what you get, it, it really is a steal. Um, I think if we, we could charge probably $5,000 for it, um, I just don't think I can get you know Cindy in Nebraska to cough that up because she's like, who the because this Jeremy Scott dude asked me for 5000 bucks for this transformation program, so we make it uh, relatively cheap for you guys. And, and I really did put everything into it, and we, we're continually improving it and updating the things and answering your questions to really get you to make a change, not for just for 47 days, but for the next you know 47 years of your life if you're lucky you know to live that long and I'll post a bunch of transformation photos and videos and you can hear people's testimonials I think on a YouTube page there's probably like a hundred already and uh, it can change your life if you let it and if nothing else I think you guys are gonna learn more in 47 days than you've learned in probably the last you know 10 years in, in terms of proper eating nutrition training and how just to you know live a better more kick-ass life so that's out there for you guys if you're interested cool if not we'll dig into the podcast so 13 things we all need to be reminded of. Number one, you get paid for what you get done. And uh, I've been in a ton of mastermind groups throughout the years. And I remember, uh, you know, even Pat to me would say, you get paid for done. And I'll dig into this more in depth in the podcast here as we go. But it's to me, it just means, you know, mean what you say, do what you say, follow through on your word for once. Um, having ideas isn't enough oftentimes. It's really just applying and executing at the highest level. And that's what I say here. People can give me every excuse under the sun. And I try to have as much empathy as I can, even though I don't know us as humans if we really are 
are capable of it. I feel like I, I try to put myself in other people's shoes as best as possible. But at the end of the day, it just matters if you produce and if you really are getting sh- shit done. If you're saying something, it's not so much about the words, it's the actions. And I, uh, a phrase I heard a long time ago was, more is caught than taught. And I think that applies to kids and parents. I know that was my experience for sure. More is caught you know, by your kids than is taught. What I mean is, you know, they're going to learn more by what you do and how you follow through and how you execute than, you know, just the shit that you're saying. That that goes for every coach, every leader, every person, every peer of mine, anybody I've looked up to or worked with, do they execute? And I catch more from them by, you know, what is you know, taught than what they're just saying. So what they're actually doing and how they're actually executing. I've learned more from everybody that way than just hearing words. And I'm an auditory learner, but when you can see somebody actually, you know, lead from the front and actually execute, I think that's the key. So you do get paid for done. I think we need to remember that. Uh, Having ideas is great and all, but you have to actually do shit. Number two, handling adversity is often the difference between success and failure. One more time. Handling adversity is often the difference between success and failure because Lord knows we're all going to get knocked down. We will be humbled. Uh, You'll get kicked in the teeth. You'll stumble. You'll have some really shitty days. But what you do after that happens will determine how high you guys climb and how successful you will or won't be. And uh, I've said this before. Every really shitty moment of my life has uh, prepared me for every amazing moment, if you will, has prepared me to do this podcast, has prepared me to teach people, coach people, talk to people, listen to them, and then, you know, spit any, you know, advice I could give. And uh, none of us are going to get out of here alive, and none of us are going to get out of here without more stress and heartache and, and shitty days ahead. But it's those of us who can brush them off and use them as a teachable moment or see the silver lining in even the worst fucking moments those of us are going to be successful. Those of us are going to be happier, have more gratitude. We're going to get further in life. And what I mean by further is be more fulfilled, have a bigger impact, and really just be the person we're supposed to be. And those of us who get dragged down by even the littlest things and don't like to be humbled and don't like to take losses, you guys are going to really struggle. And so I'd urge you is to understand that adversity is going to happen. You can wish it away all you want, but it'll show its ugly head you know, every now and then. But it's how you deal with those shitty days which separates the winners from the losers, in my opinion. Number three, back to kind of point number one, an idea by itself is almost worthless. It's how you execute that matters. You have to focus on the execution. There's a lot of people who think that they had the idea for Uber before Uber happened. Well, you didn't pull the trigger, so therefore somebody else made the money. A lot of people will say like, oh, I had the idea for the pool noodle before that dude did it. Well, he came up with it, he panned it, and now he's just rolling in cash and you don't have shit. Point is, you know, all jokes aside, knowing isn't enough. You must do. And the biggest example I, I bring it back to is we all know we should eat, right? We all know we should eat vegetables. We know we should track macros. We know we shouldn't eat a bunch of sugary, processed, and bag shit. We shouldn't, you know, be abusing alcohol or having as many drinks as we probably are. We all know we should be doing mobility every day and do some form of aerobic work and strength training and we should sleep more and we shouldn't stress as much and we shouldn't abuse prescription drugs and we should take, you know, the proper supplements to heal our body. But yet, people know this and they're still not doing it. That's why I say you get paid for done. That's why we say an idea is almost worthless in itself. It's the execution that matters. You can know to eat the right foods. You can know, and again, it's 2019. Let's let's keep it 100 here. Like, you know you should be exercising. 
You know you should be eating real food. You know you should be taking better care of yourself. You know you shouldn't be drinking as much. You know you should be getting better quality sleep, but yet you're not doing it. And so what is that knowledge worth if you aren't actually putting it into play in real life? And I understand it's difficult. There's stresses of the world and your job and kids and the economy. And you can name me 8,000 different things. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You have to execute. And I know it's tough. And that's what we tell people in terms of eating right, which is one of the toughest things you'll ever do is, is to master how you eat for the rest of your life. It's easy in theory. It's much harder in application. So all of you people out there, you know you should be doing the right stuff. It just comes down to you looking yourself in the mirror and asking yourself, why am I not doing it? And selling yourself on the reason of why you should start doing it today, tomorrow, and the next day, and every other day for the rest of your life. Number four. This kind of ties into our our business world and our life, especially in fitness, and here's how I look at it. Sell people what they want then give them what they need. And we call this the sizzle and the steak. And what I mean is for fitness especially, it's hard to sell fitness, man. It it really is. And I don't feel like I sell it. I feel like we just market, you know, living a healthy lifestyle and being a better person. And if you're down with that, then you're probably down with my shit. And if you don't, you know, want to live a healthier lifestyle and be a better person, then you probably hate me and you think I suck. And the reason I don't like to sell fitness is because I don't want to have to sell somebody on why they should make their life better. I really shouldn't. And in the same sentence, we do have to game things a little bit. And here's how I preface this. Sell people what they want, give them what they need. Now, I know almost everybody who walks in the doors of our building has to do more mobility. In fact, I don't think there's a person I've met in the past 10, 11, 12, 13 years who's done too much mobility or too much tissue work or taken too good of care of themselves. I don't think that's really a thing. And so knowing that and also knowing I have to give them what they want and most people, it's fat loss. They want to look better. They want to be a little bit stronger. They want to look better in their clothes. Uh, they want to move a little bit better. They want to feel better on vacation. They want to look like rock stars, essentially. So we sell the sexiness of that. And we do that by you know making them sweaty, having them move around. We know things will be hard. But then we sprinkle in the things that I know they need. And we kind of almost mask it or disguise it. We call it the sizzle and the steak, right? So my example is this. People come in. Let's say fat loss is the goal, and they could give two shits about mobility, even though deep down they know they need it probably on some level. They're really just concerned with, I want to look good for Coachella, or I want to look good for my you know, my trip to Mykonos, or whatever their thing is, it's fine. Who am I to judge? So we sell them that. We put them on the assault bike. They rip it. They're doing wall balls. They rip it. Next spot, inchworms. We know they need more mobility. We know the bike will crush them. We know the wall balls, they can go hard. Then we sprinkle in the inchworms because, again, selling them what they want but giving them what they need. Next spot, they're skiing like crazy. Then they're going thrusters. They're doing push-ups. Next spot, Spider-Man steps. Let's open up those hamstrings, the hips, the adductors, all of it. Point being is it's sizzle and steak. When you guys see my stuff, especially on Instagram, if that's what it, and again, it's a visual platform. I'm smart enough to understand how the world works. So we film a lot of shirtless stuff when I'm sweaty and it's sexy and it's fun and, and that's all great. That's the sizzle. The steak is when you actually come into the queue and listen to the podcast and we tell you the real shit. Uh, the sizzle is, yeah, me shirtless working on it sweaty, but you're reading the description and we're walking you through a workout that makes sense for you, that's scalable, you can do anywhere, anytime, that really helps you. And so, yes, we do sell people what they want and then we give them what they need when they're inside the queue. And I say this, I got a lot of fitness friends. Um, the fitness world is really small. You guys, when you break it down, most of us know each other personally. Um, and if we don't, we're one phone call away from somebody else, or we know somebody who knows them. And I have a lot of friends who are really good coaches. 
I mean, not not you know just Instagram stars. I'm talking like they're really good coaches. They give a shit about people. They really care about them. They try. They understand the craft of fitness, the science of it. They put people in positions to be successful, but they don't have the sizzle. So therefore, people aren't going to get to taste their steak. Does that make sense? And so you have to game it a little bit for people, for the general public. And I think that goes for almost everything in life. I think you parents who have kids, I think you guys deal with this as well. You have to kind of entice people with the stuff that they want. And then once they're there, then it's up to you. You have a responsibility to educate them with the real stuff and give them exactly what they need to make them better, to move better, feel better, and live a better life. Uh, and that's really what I try to do. And I understand you know, the game that we play. Like If I didn't look this way... I would have, you know, hundreds of thousands of less listeners in the podcast. I would have hundreds of thousands of less people following me on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And our email list would probably be, you know, a hell of a lot smaller. Point being is you take what you have. You market it to, to get people interested, to get them excited, to get their attention. And once you have it, then you can either, you have a choice. You can either be an asshole and just sell them a bunch of bullshit to make money. Or two, you sell them the real stuff. You make less money up front, but you give them something that really helps them, really educates them, makes them move better, feel better, and live a better life. And that's what me, as a professional, that's what I do. Um, and again, I know this not really doesn't benefit a lot of you guys listening, um, but that's how I look at that, and that's kind of how I justify, you know, what we do. You know, again, I'm just like you guys. Um, you know, the sexiness of things sells; it gets us excited and interesting. And uh, when something catches your eye, it's fine. Now, it's once you once it catches your eye, is there more than just a surface level? And I hope you know, as my life goes on, and um, if I die tomorrow or I die, you know, 77 years from now. People will remember me not just for I look like Bruce Willis, but way more ripped. But I, the things that I said, um, how I educated them, how I you know helped motivate them or keep them going, or said one or two things that maybe changed their life and, and put it in a different direction. And it wasn't just, yeah, he looked good doing jump rope on a fucking Instagram video. So that's my side rant here. Number five, you guys, uh, best beats first. You don't have to be the first at something in the marketplace. You just have to commit to being the best at that. And in our world in fitness, we would say you don't have to be the first, you know, boot camp or the first group training or the first CrossFit or the first sports training facility. You just have to commit to being the best at what you do in your craft and helping the people you can help. And I think that's for any of you. And we, it's it's weird. I, I'm surprised at how many people don't want to start a business or a side hustle or do something different because they're afraid that the market is like oversaturated and they don't have a place for them. Anybody who's in college and has got a degree who's listening to this, you weren't the first. You weren't the first CPA. You weren't the first anesthesiologist. You weren't the first doctor. You weren't the first uh, teacher. You weren't the first uh, you know, bank manager. But you can commit to being the best of those, and you can carve out a really good place and help a shit ton of people and make a real big difference. And the byproduct is you're probably going to make a lot of money on top of that. So I, I don't worry about people having to be you know, the first at something. Just commit to being the best at whatever you do, whatever field you're in, whatever craft it is. Again, you're not going to be the first parent in the world, but you can commit to being the best parent that you can be. And I think that goes for fitness professionals and everything down the line. So don't worry about you know, being the first to marketplace or being the first in something. Or there's a bunch of other people doing what you're doing. So what? There always has been, there always will be in it in the world with the internet. Now it's, you know, unscaled across the board. It's crazy. But if you really commit to something and try to be your best and really help people and you really give a shit about them and it's not just about the money, it's actually trying to be you know amazing at your craft and you pour everything you can into them, I promise you, you will be in business. You will make money. And if you can do it long enough and survive the storms, you'll make your fair share of dollars too. At least that's been my experience. Number six, 
Unearned success is a lie. It doesn't happen. If you're starting out, assume that the path to being the competition is going to require you to earn it and really, you know, grind and, and kill yourself to make it happen, for lack of a, of a better term. And uh, I believe this to be true. I want to say this uh, before I say anything. Anybody out there who's been, you know, you inherited money, uh, someone, your mom and dad bought you a car, they bought your house or gave you a down payment for your house, they paid for your college, um, they've helped you out in a pinch, respect to you. I think that's amazing that your parents have been, uh, you know, that successful or that blessed and they've worked hard and they've bestowed that onto you. That's a great gift. You should appreciate it and you should honor it for what it is. Um, for myself, that hasn't been my experience. Um, any success that I have earned, I fucking died for it and I've died for it more than once and I'll continue to probably to do so. And that doesn't take anything away from anybody else who's been given stuff or put on a platform. And again, all of us have had help somewhere along the way from somebody, whether it was, you know, it just dropped down from the sky or we created the relationship and, and it, you know, we poured into somebody and then they poured in back to us. Um, at some point, we've all been a fountain in a drain. But what I'm saying is if you've had a little bit tougher and if your success has not been given in any regard and you've had to earn it all. I think you appreciate it more at a level that other people won't understand. And no matter who you are, even if you started a business and your mom and dad gave you $200,000, it doesn't go that far, man. You still got to earn it if you're really going to be in the game 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And so anybody out there who's listening, unearned success is a lie. Um, very few people win the lottery. It's probably not going to happen for you. And so if you're starting out, assume that the path you're going to take is going to be hard as fuck. And it's going to require you to earn it, not just once, not just twice, but earn it today, tomorrow, and every single day moving forward. But that's what makes it special, and that's what makes you appreciate it, and that's what makes you think of, you know, if it's a degree, if it's a career, if it's a business, if it's your kids, if it's your home, whatever you're doing, you're going to appreciate it at a level that other people who are given it or just handed to them will never understand. That's at least that's my two cents. Number seven, define your targets in life. Be clear on, on what you want and where you want to go from big picture goals. And the, the best example is I get a lot of young fitness pros will come in and they'll say, Jeremy, I want to make $100,000 per year. Um, and so to understand that, you have to set a goal. And if it's a monthly goal of making 8333 bucks a month, that's what's going to take you to get there. But the more specific you can be about your goals, I think the better. But defining clear targets. I want to pay off my house by this day. I want to be, you know, I want to complete an Ironman and here's what I want my time to be. I want to run a 5K and here's what I want my finish time to be. Now, what do I have to do daily to get there? The more specific you can be about the daily, weekly, and monthly tasks, the more likely you are to get the yearly, you know, two years, three years, decade-long tasks. I think that goes for retirement, and then it goes for you guys eating better, training better, and living an overall better life. Having real defined targets, um, at least to shoot for in the future, is crucial. Just because kind of blindly going through life really never got anybody anywhere. At least never got me anywhere. Number eight, if it's important to you, track it. Uh, in our business, you know, leads, trials, closed sales, lifetime value of, of a customer, client, athletes, those are the things we track. It's it's a, the P&L sheet. It's pretty basic, pretty simple, and we you know the percentages. We A B split test stuff and all the the normal business jargon we can share. But for the rest of you listening out there, if you don't track it, it doesn't matter to you. If you don't track it, you can't improve it. And you can argue with me all you want, but if you don't track macros, how are you going to make adjustments? If things matter to you, you, have to track them, like macros, like your bank account like your credit cards, like your retirement returns, like the fees you paid, like your overall net worth. What is it? 
The things that matter to us in life, we track it, we're diligent about it, we look at it, and we follow it to a T, and then we can make adjustments based on what's happening. If you guys are not tracking things, I don't really see how you're going to be able to improve it and, and see what's working and what's not working over time. And It's super simple. In this day and age, the amount of people who still aren't writing down their goals, the amount of people who don't like have a budget in their household for the amount of money they spend and make, I, I think the crazy thing to me is we... And I'll and I'll get off topic in a second here. The amount of people who spend their whole life working a fucking job that they hate or they don't like, they do it just because of the money or the benefits and whatever. Respect. We have responsibilities. I'm not bagging on you for that. What I'm bagging on you for is this. You're going to go to a job and spend 65 to 70% of your life working a, this task that you're really not that passionate about for a paycheck, right? And then you're going to go home and you're going to spend that money frivolously, and you're not going to track a P&L sheet of your own checking, savings, and retirement account. So you're going to, hear me out here, you're going to work your life at this job where you could be spending with your friends and family and traveling and being fit and healthy and reading and doing the 19 things you love to do, but you're not because you're spending it to make money because we live in an economical world. And then you're going home and you're not taking the time to track where that money is going and you're losing it and it doesn't have a destination. If your dollars and your cents don't have destinations, they tend to just go away. If you're frivolous with your spending, all of a sudden all that hard work you put into your job literally was for nothing or you end up buying a bunch of shit and stuff and never really got you closer to your goal of seeing the world or retiring or whatever it is. So the point being is you have to track things, everybody. I think macros are it. I think your, your, your workouts are important too, but even more than that, I think the money that you make and where it goes. I think the amount of, it, it just, it, it pains me to see people who are high earners, who are smart and successful, who just won't take an extra, you know, 20 minutes a week or an hour a month to budget with their family about where their money is going and what kind of life they want to live today, tomorrow, and 10, 15, 20 years from now. And it's not that complex. I'll do a different episode on millionaires alone and, and what it takes and, and what it looks like for the average millionaire. Um, but it really will be baffling for a lot of you guys to hear. If you're interested, um, shoot me a message. I'll make sure I get out here sooner than later. Number nine, know who you are and know who you're really trying to serve. In fitness, it's pretty simple for us, uh, especially in my what I do for a living. Uh, it's the, the general you know, couch to athlete. Uh, fat loss is the biggest key. People who want to look better, move better, and feel better, which honestly I think is probably everybody. But again, our our market is, is people who are a little bit more specific than that. And same thing goes for you guys. If you're listening out there, know who you are and know who you're trying to serve. And know who you are as a person and know who you want to hang out with. Know who you want to associate with. Know, know who you want to be around and level up with. What kind of people bring you joy? What kind of people tear you down? Which kind of people lift you up? And which kind of people shit on your day? And then hang out with the people who make your life the best it can possibly be. Number 10, time is life. That's why we make the shirts 86400 For a side note, if you don't know, that is seconds in the day. We all have less of time today than we did yesterday. So quit wasting days doing things that aren't getting you closer to where you want to be. Uh, again, I say it all the time, time is the most precious commodity we have because once it's gone, we cannot get it back. And without it, there is nothing. Our life ceases to exist. And the amount of people who waste time or say they don't have time for things when we look at their Facebook and their Instagram and they're scrolling on it for 46 minutes a day or they're binge watching whole seasons on Netflix really is baffling to me. And if you guys, again, just like the tracking thing with your money, if you don't track your time and budget it, and again, when I say that doesn't mean like it has to be, your calendar has to be busy every second of the day with a task. It can be blocking off of two hours for reading. 
half an hour for a nap, an hour for walking your dog, whatever it is, things that bring you joy, but plan it because if you don't, it's not going to happen. And what I see, I've done this a long time, and what I see is people look up and a decade goes by and it's past and it's even harder for them to make changes and because they have 10 years less than they did before. So many people message me, hey, Jeremy, I'll come in soon. And six months goes by, a year goes by, and then three years goes by, and then they show up. And they're 30, 40, 50 pounds heavier. Don't let that happen. And if you have a problem right now, whether it be with your weight or with your finances or with your mobility or with your marriage or something, stop what you're doing. Write down what the issue is and see if you can't take the steps today to attack it and make it a little bit better. Don't let time just pass you by. I promise you, the longer you let shitty habits and routines go, the tougher it is to change them. And maybe you just have to get to a point where you're just fucking fed up and you just say fuck it and you're sick and tired of, you know, quote unquote, being sick and tired and you just really make a massive change. And I think people think change, you know, has to happen over the course of 5, 10, 15 years. It doesn't. It really happens in a split second. Now, the compound effect of, of things that brought you to that moment are going to add up. But really, it's just taking a second and uh, making a massive change. So, next one. How do you get 100 new clients is what we typically ask people. And for you guys listening out there is, how do you lose 100 pounds? How do you make 100 bucks? How do you make 100,000 bucks? How do you make a million bucks? Well, the same way you do everything. You get one today. You get one tomorrow. You get one the other day after that. It's for you guys out there. If it's fat loss and weight loss, if we're talking about it, you know, it's you know losing one to two pounds. You know, probably, I don't know, a week every week for 52 weeks. That's between 52 and 104 pounds loss in the entire year. That's pretty fucking impressive if you can do that. How do you make a hundred bucks? Well, you make a dollar today. You make a dollar tomorrow. You make a dollar the next day. How do you make a hundred thousand dollars? Well, you take 500 bucks. You put it into your IRA, you let it sit there. It's you know you're probably going to invest 10 percent, and the other 90 percent is going to be growth. And all of a sudden you'll have 100k probably in a handful of years before you know it. And that's the, the amazing thing about compound interest and making money. The point is, that's not a sexy answer. People don't want to hear that. People want to say, "How do you make a million bucks?" I'm like, "Well, there's 14 different ways, but the way I'm going to say it is not really going to excite you." How do I lose 100 pounds? Well, I'm going to tell you to eat right, exercise, get sleep, don't stress, and give it you know, probably 12 to 18 months. But people don't want that. They want the quick fix. They want the gimmick. People would rather spend the next 12 months looking for a magic fucking pill and a magic way to lose 100 pounds than simply lose one or two pounds every week for the next 12 months. People would rather, you know, try to invest in some get-rich-quick scam or do some crazy real estate thing they heard on the radio than just take 500 bucks and stick it into a Roth IRA and let it sit there for the next 10 years. Again, I'm not telling you guys what to do, and you can go for the quick stuff, and maybe you'll be way more successful and happier than me. I don't know. But what I would say is slow and steady tends to win the race. And you can go for the quick fix and the gimmick, and you might find some miracle holy grail thing that I don't know about in terms of how to be rich and how to be happy and how to be super fit. But what I would do is just take the slow and steady approach and do the things that are tried and true and proven to work. And what I'd ask you guys is which one do you think is going to work better over time? You'll be the answer for that. Number 12. One of the biggest reasons people fail to follow through, they just don't get things done. Again, we go back to this before. It doesn't take much to be an idea person or to start something. But it's only the finish that matters, you guys. I'll say that again. It doesn't take much 
to be an idea person or to start something, but the only thing that matters is the finish. You know how many people I meet who start in fitness uh, doing something and they have this idea they're going to do this and three months go by, six months go by, a year goes by, two years goes by and it didn't pop off, they didn't blow up, they didn't become famous, they didn't have 100,000 people on Instagram, they weren't making you know, $89,000 a year yet and they quit. And they punted it because, well, they tried, but it didn't work. It's not about the start, dude. Everybody can have an idea. Everybody can be jacked and excited for six months or a year or two years or three years. Can you see it through for four years and five years and ten years? If you really believe in something, if you're really committed to it, if you really give a shit about the craft of it, if you really care about it, can you see it through? Can you weather the initial storms? And again, if it was super easy, you guys, to start a business and make $100,000 a year, everybody and their brother would do it. If it was really easy to start a business and make a million dollars a year, don't you think everybody would quit their corporate job and do it? If it was really easy to start a fitness program and have six-pack abs in six months or 12 months, don't you think everybody in the world would have done it by now? The point is it doesn't take much to have an idea or to get started. It's the people who see it through, who weather the storm, who are willing to finish that are the most successful, and those are the people who end up winning at the end of the day. Number 13. I'll put this with everything, and, and this is uh, for our, our business people, and I'm going to tie it back to the rest of you guys. Don't worry about the market and the world being too saturated for you and your ideas and what you want to do. There's always room for someone to come in and be fucking awesome and amazing, but the market does not need more average people. I believe that. This goes for every kid who's in school right now, who's going to graduate, everybody who wants to jump into the fitness industry, in the medical field, in the finance industry, every teacher, every account executive, you name it. The world does not need more average people. But there is always room for people who give a shit, who care, and who are amazing, and who really try to be the best they can possibly be. Don't worry about the world not having space for you. I promise you they do. If you're good, you will stand out. It might not happen overnight. It might not happen in a year or two years or three years. But nobody became amazing in, in a year. Nobody became amazing in two years or three years. We think we just see sometimes the finished product of something. And, and if you guys are listening to me and you see me and you think I'm whatever you think of me, oh, it's super cool. Jeremy did this. The first training cert I passed was in 2005. It is almost 2020, you guys. That is 15 years later. Now, that makes me feel old as shit and a little sad at the same time, but also super happy that I've, I've been able to see it through and make it this far and have this much impact, and I, and I feel really blessed to live this life, but it didn't happen overnight for me, and uh, when I started this, there was already a ton of fitness people, and, and tons more have come and gone since I've been here, and if I, as long as I'm having fun and happy, I'll keep doing this, and as long as people keep listening to me and showing up, I'm, I'm happy to do it, but it's not easy. And you have to commit yourself 100% to it to be great. And you can't get shiny object syndrome if you really want to make it in life. You can't you know, jump to 19 different things and you can't be 17 different, thi different things to 17 different people. You just got to be who you are and you got to be committed to it. And I think this plays off of the rest of you in the same hand-to-hand -hand with, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and all this other horse shit comparison stuff people do. And then it makes them feel inferior and it makes them feel like they shouldn't try or that their life isn't worth it or that they're a failure. You can't play the comparison game. There's plenty for all of us out here. And you have to be who you are. And if you do that, you can carve out your place in the market, in the world for that matter. And you can be the best that you can be. And that's all it really is at the end of the day. So for all of you out there who are looking to... Do your own thing. You're looking to change careers or just be in better shape. It's not about what anybody else is doing, and it really doesn't matter. It's just about what you're doing. It doesn't matter if your friend's in great shape or not. You just do what you can do. It doesn't matter if your friend is super, quote-unquote, financially successful or not. 
That has nothing to do with you. If you're looking to start a business, I don't care if there's, you know, obviously understand the market where you're at, but if you really love cutting hair and you want to be the most dope stylist in your city, but there's already four stylists there, just be fucking better, dude. Just be different. Just be you. And by being you, you are different. And if you really pour yourself into the craft and you try, you will be better and you will separate yourself. And the two things I'll say about that, and I'll let you guys go. This is my own side rant. Someone was asking me the other day, you know, how do you do this? How did you get to, to this point? And the one thing that, that I'll say is I was willing to eat shit for a really long period of time, and I still am. I'm still willing to eat my own dog food if I have to. And what I mean by that is I'm in a point right now where we're getting to do a lot of super cool, fun things with the podcast and videos and working with you guys. And our in-person business is great, and I love everything we do. But I ate shit with a lot of people for a long time. I worked in a... When I started fitness, I'll put it this way, there was a lot of people doing it already, exactly what I was doing. And I'm like, well, how am I going to be different? And the only way I could figure out was I just had to go all in with every opportunity that I had. And so I ate shit in a warehouse in the Scottsdale Airpark with no air conditioning for seven and a half years. I'm going to say it again to you guys who are listening. Everybody who sees me now in the building, in the gym that we work in, and they're like, oh, man, your gym looks great, and it's amazing, and it's cool. And, yes, we bought the building, and we fucking own it, and that's super awesome. And so the money we put into it, we're going to get back tenfold. It's probably going to be my retirement plan on top of the money I already have. So it's going to be super awesome, and I'm jacked about that when I'm 60, and I'm finished, and everybody thinks I'm old and fat. My point being is this. I ate shit in a warehouse in Scottsdale in the summertime when it's 110 degrees with no fucking air conditioning and I gutted it out and I never complained, I never whined, I never bitched and I thank every single person who walked in the door of Jeremy Scott Fitness and stayed with me for that long. I appreciate you guys because without you this podcast would not exist and none of this shit would happen and I would not be here. But the reason for me sharing that is just I had to go through that to get to this point and get to this stage. And it was not the easiest thing in the world to do when other people are spending money and taking leases and doing things and, and quote-unquote, building nicer stuff up front when I didn't have it yet. And I had to just be solidified in what I was doing. And I couldn't worry about, well, they have a nicer facility and they have this and they have this. All I could do was make myself the best fucking fitness professional and coach and human I could possibly be in order to combat me being in this hot-ass sweaty warehouse partially. But two, all jokes aside, I just poured myself into my craft and what I did. And I thought if I did this, if I lead from the front, if I live a life on purpose and a life of intention, other people will see that. They'll see how I eat. They'll see how I sleep. They'll see how hard I work. They'll see how I train. And maybe they'll want to do that as well. Or if nothing else, maybe they'll at least listen to me and they'll be willing to put in the work so they can move better and feel better and live a little bit of a better life. And that's why I did it. And that's why I'm the person today. And that's why I would assume a lot of you guys are listening to me. So I wasn't worried about you know, the market being too saturated. I wasn't worried about, you know, anybody else because everybody else wasn't me. They weren't willing to die like I was. They weren't willing to eat shit for as long as I'm willing to eat shit for. They aren't willing to do the little things like still mop the floor, like still take out the trash, like still be there at 4.30 in the morning. I'm willing to do that for as long as it takes. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I know I got off topic here a little bit. It's Wednesday night. It's late for me. I've been up since four o'clock in the morning, but hopefully you took away a few nuggets and a few pieces. And sometimes I like to share my own personal journey and just reminds me of how amazing and badass my life truly is. And, you know, I think anytime we're, we're going through things and, uh, 
we need to be reminded and humbled, you know, of how it once was, even though it, as amazing as it might be sometimes now, um, all of us are only one or two steps away from, you know, things, you know, going sideways and going south. That's why I'm so appreciative of every single day and all of you who listen and follow our stuff and, and buy our things and, and do our coaching programs. I appreciate you guys more than you know. Uh, you drive me to be better and want to be better and want to try harder and just really uh, just just want to keep this train moving, man and have as much fun as I possibly can along the way for as long as it can possibly go. So if there's anything else you want to hear on the podcast specifically, whether it be nutrition stuff, training stuff, programming stuff, lifestyle, finance, anything I can personally speak on, I'm happy to do that. Um, If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop us a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly do appreciate it. It's the oxygen to this podcast. It keeps it breathing. It keeps it moving. And selfishly, it moves us up the rankings, and then we can charge people for ads and do a bunch of cool shit like that. But point being is that it means a lot to us to hear your feedback and, and to know what you guys want to hear and what you enjoy and what you do and don't like. And, and we, we make this podcast for you. Um, and selfishly, I'm willing to kind of record almost anything I can speak on or bring on any guests as long as they you know, are going to provide value for you guys the only thing i probably can't do is is stop the swearing because it's who i am and it's how my brain and my heart connect to my mouth and that's kind of just what comes out so other than that everything else is fair game so um again reminder our 47 day transformation is kicking off here august the 12th if you're interested shoot me a message or sign up it's 47 daytransformationcom it's also in my instagram bio right now as well as a handful of other places it'll be a good time again if you guys like the, the shit i give away for free you're going to for surely love that program and how much I put into it because I really do want you to walk away with a life-changing experience and be able to not just do it for yourself but but give it to your friends and family and make you you know just live an overall better life and I think that's kind of what we do here um, in this business. So again, you guys, shoot me your request. Uh, and until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.